Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve to treat yourself. So, turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of 5 phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to it. It's uh, the first podcast of the week for us. All right. My mom is here, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, back by popular demand. Whatever. People, People like love it, you. I'm sure. Yeah. And Thank you. I gotta say, I'm... I wouldn't want to hear someone, um, if I was like a fan of someone's, I wouldn't want to hear their mom on the podcast unless they were the same around their mom as they are not around their right. mom. Right. That's like, you think they're going to be kind of like, um, just they're, I just don't like when people change. And I definitely am different around you. I can be like a worse version of myself because I can be mean because I revert back to being a bratty teenager. But I don't think I'm different in this terms of like what I share. No, I think you're very loving lately. Lately? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> letting it go, you guys. I'm d- d- reading the book, Letting Go. Oh, and I'm is that letting part go. Of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you're not going to be around forever. What's, Thank what's the point you of being for a knowing mean? that? And yeah. Or like being a brat. Exactly. It's, there's just no just point. Load it on. Let it go. And load, load it on. Load, load it, it on. off. No, load it on the kindness. Oh, the kindness. Like, load it on to you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I love it. I could tell you the same. Yeah. Gimme, gimme. I'm giving it. Load it on. (laughs) I'm going to give it. (laughs) Brian Frangie's here. Hey, Brian. I'm not related to anybody here. (laughs) Load it on, Brian. Brian, we're going to see your your family, though. I invited Brian to come open for me in Florida next week. Oh, wow. We're doing Fort Pierce and... Daytona. Yeah. Oh, so fun. And um, next weekend. So if you're around, but Brian was like, these are the most advantageous dates you could ask me to do because my mother lives in Fort Pierce. <laughs> oh my How? God. I've never even heard of that place. Uh, yeah. No offense Where to anyone. Is well, she lives exactly. next to Fort Pierce in Port St. Lucie, uh, which is like five minutes from there. But it's very close to her house. Which is where Andrew's parents yes. lived. Well, Whoa, my so mom weird. Moved there I only get in, podcasts uh, <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. because of Andrew's yeah, parents. Yeah, she wanted to oh. go live near Andrew's parents, and 
Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, Honestly. But no, she uh, she well, already. I still don't even know where any of those it's, places uh, are. An hour or so, or an hour and a half north of Miami. It's on the Atlantic okay. coast oh, okay. of Florida, in the middle of gotcha. several Got major it. cities. But it's become a yeah, so, retirement hotspot. There's quite a lot of boomers that live there in certain communities. It's where Mar-a-Lago is. It's around Brian's, where there is. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Andrew's yeah. dad got married at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, oh God, I ha- forgot that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that weird? Is such weird um, trivia. <laughs> I know it's so, but I just, it's important. Though. It's important to know. But my mom <laughs> is super excited. She is so proud of me. Oh. And she has, in. she Cutie. already has 14 friends coming. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Oh my That's, God. You know, I can comp you a, a great deal of tickets. I don't have a ton of uh, family and friends in Fort Pierce, and I get several oh. comps. So well, you didn't even know where your it mom was, doesn't so. need to. If they can afford tickets, okay, buy them. But if they're like, if anyone's pinching pennies at right, all, retired on fixed income, yeah, do not. Aww. I don't want them to pay to see me. I can't have that. their social and that security check. for everyone listening. But it's just if you <laughs> right. know, there's certain. Listen, if you're really hard up and you have no money and like you'd love to see me, if you write me on Instagram, you know if I see it and I have comps, I'll give you one. But you better be a nice person that's not lying about being down and out. And right. like you better and and as long you as you're gr- need gracious and gr- grateful and and you're I'm not going to be like here you go, you poor person. Like <laughs> I get it. Like you can't go do. I, I'm I'm not gonna um make you feel bad about asking, and I'm not gonna um question. I'm not gonna make you prove it by giving me bank statements or something. But listen, if I can, and if you don't get through on my DMs, it's because I you don't again. Read them. I either didn't see it, or sometimes they don't yeah. get through. It's very oh, strange really? who gets through for me and who doesn't. So I apologize if you don't get through. But if I do see it, and you're just like, I really want to see you, and I don't have the money. I got you. You're so generous. I wish I could give away all free tickets. I know, but but, but how you? But mommy's got to make money. (laughs) Mama's got to make some money. Mama, mama has Venmos to (laughs) fulfill. There's a lot of Venmo requests. I bet you do. People, this is the new thing on Venmo. They will just write you um, because people can just guess what your Venmo name is by guessing like variations of your name with underscores or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know. And um, they will just write like. Pizza and tickets, and they'll make you think that maybe you owe them money for pizza do owe them for this thing. And then what? some people just say, oh, and I, I think they like just do that. this to celebrities, and it's got to work sometimes because sometimes it's like, I just need groceries. Like that'll yeah. be the men- Venmo. And it's like tw- asking for 20 bucks. And if I'm, I'm in a kind spirit, I might just go, all right. I think I've one time fulfilled it. Please don't send me tons of them Never because again. I won't. Oh my God, but like, you're going to get oh, it. This guy wrote, asked for $300. Listen to this, Airbnb and candles. If I was not a discerning person, I might just go, yeah, I guess I owe that person for an Airbnb and candles. <sighs> or if I had my assistant maybe fulfilling my Venmos instead of me personally. Mm, that might this be is the like scam. when they tell people to send a wedding invitation to billionaires oh, because yeah. they usually have assistants going through oh, all their wow. invitations. They'll turn it down, but they'll send oh you a gift. God. Wait, did you get that invitation? What? For a wedding? For I don't get my mail, really. No, I, we sent a picture of it. Someone sent one from St. Louis to you. Oh, really? Did you I get for, it? I forget, maybe. It maybe it's when my phone was dead, or that's what I'll say. Yeah, I think it's when your phone was yeah, dead. Yeah, my phone did die. I, had, I was without a phone for like 15, maybe 30 hours. I don't wow. know how 15 you to 30 hours. And so much stuff got yeah. lost. Poor Nikki. That any, must have any, been any difficult. news I was waiting to hear back on, I was like, it must have been sent during that time. Mm. No, I'm not going to sure. be upset with that person. Yeah. And anything, it was, it's nice. Oh, it's yeah. so nice. 
when you can't be on your phone. Except I will say I was going through a stressful moment. Like I lost my phone screen died and I was going through an emotionally stressful kind of couple hours when it happened. Okay. And I started binging food because I couldn't be, my phone was the mm. thing that was going to distract me out right. of this. I had to reach for a drug. Like I ate so much in that period where I was trying to calm my nervous system because I was going through, like I just needed to cry probably, mm -hmm. but I usually would have just scrolled on my phone or just like not even scrolled. Let's talk about like reached out to my girls chat, uh -huh. reached out to my friends via text, like reached out to something to soothe me, but I had no communication with the outside world. So it was just skinny pop. Uh, which, you know, that name is ironic when you eat four bags, <laughs> uh, four party size bags. Um, party size. I like the idea. I've said this before, but just the idea of a girl just shoveling skinny pop in her face and being like, why isn't it working? <laughs> <laughs> what geniuses, marketing geniuses, yeah. putting the well, word skinny. Like Bethany. What's oh, her yeah. Name? With skinny her girl, skinny cocktail. girl cocktails. Give, Amazing marketing. Yeah. yeah. It's this will make you skinny. Well, you remember yeah. Smart Thins? Um, I, when so, I was growing yeah. up, there was a cookies called oh, Smart yes. Thins. There was a lot of things back then that were trying to trick you into Anything thinking that, that they were healthy, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Green they, packaging equals good for the planet, good yeah. for your heart. Oh my yeah. God. Anything with thin you don't in think, it. Think oh, of, thin there's not a single thins. candy bar that I can think of would have a green package, except for maybe not a chocolate bar. There's Skittles. There's You're Skittles. So right. There's like sour Skittles, actually. Yeah, but that's not even that like earthy kind of forest green forest green yeah. kelly green that that Andy's mints health maybe yeah oh Could be that's Andy's a good mints. one okay thin mints but it's not really candy but Andy's mints also feel like aren't nobody's are bad for you. like when you Andy's eat when mints. I eat dark chocolate I'm like I could no, I okay. could too I love those I love eggs. them I really yeah if you they, talk to someone so with, a, with a binge and, eating disorder they yeah. can binge I could binge baby carrots <laughs> it's crazy if you just yeah, but that's not binging because yeah it is if you get sick from mm -hmm. baby carrots speaking oh, of baby carrots i used to binge baby carrots when i was like more anorexic days of my life and it turns your skin orange wow, really which i like because that's yeah my go-to i got a spray tan for the um emmys mm -hmm. uh, creative arts emmys that i presented at I the other night see it, it is i told it's great it's so orange he went oh bananas no. he did it by the way did you hear Who's me say he? bananas are yellow oh <laughs> he went oranges. Was the first. He tone. went apricot. He just went oranges. Um, he yes, I called the place because I usually go to this place in LA for um the Versa Spa, which is what I recommend every girl if you want to try a spray tan. It ups your hotness by so much. Just do the mm. booths. Just walk in, get sprayed down, do the highest level. You're not going to look too orange. Yeah. The highest level will not make you look like Ross from Friends in that yeah. one episode. It will not be crazy looking. If you want like. Soup, go. I have to sometimes go to these booths twice in a row to get the shade I want. Oh, so I went to this guy or I called up and I go, Do you guys do airbrush? Which is when they do it manually, right? Because I'm like, This is the Emmys, I gotta not do versus what's spa. the difference? And this place doesn't even get me tan enough. The versus spa is you stand there and a machine mm -hmm. does it. You're well, why would you want it a machine hand done? Hand done is going to be just a better job. And you can tell them what you want. Like, oh, my my legs do not absorb color. My oh. face absorbs it so much. So I want one pass on my face and I want like 14 passes on my legs. <laughs> my like my lower leg shin area for some reason does not collect mm. tan. So you can just be specific and you get to have your labia in someone's face. 
as they get right between your legs and tell you to relax. So that's also a plus of it. And it's a guy. I don't like a machine just to look mm-hmm. at me nude. I want to see, yes, a man. So I called and I go, hey, um, and whenever I'm there, it's always like a gay man working. Very gay man. Well, that feels better. Or a woman. Uh, and so reason. I just called up and was like, do you guys do airbrush? And I assume they'd have a woman airbrush or like a very, very gay man. Right. Which is maybe even that. I'm sorry. Oh, like, God, it wasn't any of those. Either no, one it was like this. <laughs> the guy answered and he goes, what do you need this for? And I go, I usually come to you guys and I get the versus spot. And he's like, no, no, no. You let's do airbrush for you. And I was like, let's. Like, is this you in the company? Like, I got a, a girl who will yeah. do that? Or is this let's you? But I can't really ask that. And by the time I'm off the phone, I'm like, I think I hung up and I'm with Chris. He's getting fitted for his tux. And I'm with the, my friend Stacy, who's fitting him. And I'm like, you guys, I think I just agreed to have a man spray tan me. And I get nude, nude, nude. Like, I have a nude thong on. But oh. that's just... But everything else, this person gets to just get up in. And so I got there. And I was oh, right. Man. Oh my he God. He was just a guy. He was totally asexual to me and probably I was to him. Right. But it was a man and it that was a little weird. I would not And he kept okay. telling me to relax. I was b- oh, butt God. naked. And I, my <laughs> fingers would be a little too like Barbie-like and I, they need to be. It's And when I take photos too, when I'm doing photo sessions, I always like my hand will be like clamped <laughs> or like it. it your, your fingers are supposed to be loose and it's so hard to remember to do that. It's so hard modeling. Um, but he kept Let me see me your hands. If you got no on underneath, nothing. Okay, good. No, he wiped me clean. Like he's efficient, and then he came in and was like rolling out the areas and like just getting right up next to my nipple. Like doesn't, but wasn't looking at me sexually. Was leaving the door open a lot of times to leave, and I'm like, there's people walking by. Like, oh my god. Care. Luckily, I'm a person who doesn't care about right. being naked. I really, I don't, I don't see myself sexually when I'm when I'm not in the mood to be seen sexually I don't think anyone else can sexualize me and I honestly don't care if someone does really it's when I I really don't care I the only thing I care about is if it makes other people uncomfortable mm-hmm. like I like Brian would be in my room all the time during F Boy Island and we'd be writing stuff and then I would be I'd be still talking about a scene while I'm like changing behind a curtain and sometimes I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like oh my god Brian could just like see me naked and then I'd be like I don't care if he does because I look at him like a brother and not that I want to see my brother naked but I don't want him to I don't ever want people to people sometimes I think think that I like when people have to like fit you have to deal with my sexuality and like I'm just gonna rub it in your face like that but I don't like that Brian for just FYI she's telling you why yeah yeah. Shit. If you Fly. ever see me naked, naked, it's not because I'm like, I can't wait for Brian to catch a glimpse. Like, it's never intentional. It's, oh, and I see myself. You just don't care. I, I know. It's you, not that I don't care. I care about other people's experience. Gotcha. But I'm I saying, don't but care about Personally, me. you don't care if anybody sees you. If naked. someone tells me they jerked off to me or that they were turned on by me, it does not matter. It doesn't impact me. I wish I had that feeling about wait, when people do don't want to fuck. When people don't want to fuck me, that's what I'm mm. offended. Okay. What do you feel when people say, I did that? I just kind of go like, uh, I mean, people don't say that, but when someone makes a gross comment, I was just telling Chris this the other day because he was watching a meet and greet and there was this disgusting guy at the meet and greet that just got too close Mm. and put his hand on my waist too hard and like kind of pulled me too tight. And of of course that man's phone wasn't working. Ah. I swear to God, nine out of 10 times that a phone doesn't work. It's a phone that belongs to a stinky sweat, like... Not even stinky. You can stink and be near me. I won't care. Just like a really lecherous person is touching me. Too when, close. No, like they just, he wants to like show that he owns me and he, he co- and they're, 
it's not even like I don't know how you if put they it up were that. just to say like I'm attracted to you, you're a beautiful girl, like I want you to know that I think you're hot. It that's okay to me. It's when they think that when they're trying to fuck me, that's oh, when it's yeah. gross. When they think like they it's one thing to be like you. I think you're beautiful and I never stand a chance and you just need to know that. Like that's so nice. I don't care if it's a straight man that says that to me. I will always be like thank you. You know, um, it's when they try to this guy holding me is trying to let me know. With body language, like it's just our little secret that this guy's into me. Ew. If he just says it outright, Matt can hear him. Matt's taking pictures. Chris yeah. is there. He can hear it. Then people are accountable. Whereas if they're just doing a little grab or something where it's like, if you want it, you can get uh-huh. it. Like that kind of thing. That's disgust me. And then they do the thing where they just graze oh, your butt no. as they put Ew. their hand down. Any graze bad. Yeah. But that, that also doesn't, it's. Gross, and but it happens. I, I'm I sure. I instantly go to ugh, and then I am like, get the hell out. My face drops. I want everyone in line to see that I hate that guy. Yeah, I I don't say anything to him because it's not yeah, worth then you it. Get into but, an argument, um, and that's a thing. Yeah. There's an interesting human yes. compulsion all, to yeah, point out when some when they when you think someone's hot. Like you ever just like watching a television show when someone's hot, and then you have to say it. This, why is that? Oh, yes, why do you have to? But it happens all the time. It happens to me, where it's just like I feel like I have to say. Does Allie care? Or do you say it about girls and guys? Does Allie care if you say it about a girl? Like, what's um, the vibe? I feel like sometimes she can tell when I think someone's hot on TV and we're watching it and then she'll point it yes, out. Yes, because the pillow <laughs> on your lap raises. Yeah. <laughs> it just starts levity. going up and up. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Nick, our, last night, your dad said something about Vanna White on Wheel of Fortune. <sighs> I was like... Are you serious? He's going, boy, she still looks good. I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a rude thing to say because that is like something you could achieve. Well, I, I'm just like, well, yeah, she's very wealthy and all she that's, does is work on turning all she has letters. All to do is yeah. turn letters and yeah. the rest of the day she can do Pilates. I'm like, you've got to go to the bins. <laughs> you've got to go. you got to jump. Can, from, what are you doing all day? <laughs> you could be I'm doing busy what Vanna does. hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. I agree. And her job is to look yeah. hot. Your yeah, job is not. that's her job. She yes. makes a lot of money well, this, looking you hot. You inspired my joke that I have where <laughs> when guys say someone's hot, that's just clearly hot. Like, I remember Tim Convey, um, Chris's brother, one time, years ago. This is long before he was married, and I'm sure he does not feel this way about this woman anymore now that he's married. Right. But he re- I remember him being like, man, I'm a J-Lo guy. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. And I remember it was the first time I kind of, like, made fun of him to his face. Like, just, I was just really not having it. And right. I remember he was laughing so hard about it because I was like, it's not interesting, Tim. That's... Like I got it from you though of like cool AJ cool yeah oh yeah Katie yeah. Couric you're really into her yeah. legs you gotta oh, make a comment God. yeah but you're right Brian people need to say yeah. when people are tall when people are extremely good looking because I realized that when I was partners with Gleb Sevchenko on Dancing yeah. with the Stars right he's so hot you have to yeah. say something and also to him or just yeah people just loud. say it to him they just go god damn it like it's just well, it's I want to know the psychology I, I behind that why do you feel like you have to like it just it, sometimes you see someone who's really hot like if you have a waiter or something who's super hot like and you're just getting served like there's this you have to like resist the temptation to point out the fact that they're hot why um, I think we're we're resisting that urge with bad things too, but we know bad things. No one wants to hear that to their face. So I think oftentimes we let the good things out more 
Um, like no one's going to go, Jesus, you're ugly. You know, no, I think but it's b- being pretty is a nice thing to say to people. So I think we, we probably verbalize mm. it more, but we think both extremes. Maybe you know, I think people think I have really good taste. Like I'm saying he's hot and that's my taste. Like, don't I have good taste? Right, like some it ha- somehow like no one means else they're knows attractive that. too like because you, they can sense you said it. it. Well, this gets <laughs> us on to uh, actually. It kind of sets us up perfectly for what I want to talk about, which is the Joe Coy monologue at the oh, Golden yeah. Globes. Oh yeah, and it's about t- taste. Mm. It's a we're gonna get to it, but taste is a big factor in what I think went wrong with mm. that monologue. Okay, and I think that. You can pride yourself on good taste. Some people do have good taste. And when I point out if someone's good looking, I do want them to be like, oh, well, she's not just saying like, she I do have I have an taste. ego about my level of taste, which is not correct. It's just my dumb ego saying that. Right. Which I am reading this book, Letting Go. Oh. And I just got to a chapter about pride. And pride apparently is one of the easiest things to let go of. But you should not have pride in Mm. anything, is what this guy argues. Pride is the number one way to think you're better than someone, to think you deserve more, and it's the number one way to be let down and to have an ego about things. If you just are, if you just are like, I, I'm grateful that my family is well to do, instead of like, I'm proud of my lineage. It's doesn't it doesn't mean you did anything. Right. This guy pretty much is the same Sam Harrisy like. You didn't do anything being born into this family. Your brain was not your choice. You got lucky. You don't get to be proud of your brain. You can be grateful for Mm. your intelligence. You don't get to be proud of it like you did something. Because that's actually a really selfish thing to be. But then we all seek people. Like, all I want to, you know, you hear celebrities all the time. I just want to make my parents proud. Like, all I want, if you guys suddenly weren't proud of me and were just like, I'm just grateful she's talented. I don't know how I'd stomach that. But we'll, (laughs) we'll unpack it later right after this. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. All right. Let's talk about um, the Golden Globes. Mm. Joe Coy. Did you watch it, Mom? Yeah. And Brian, you watched it. Noah, you oh, watched yeah. it. This is, we're giving a late take because it's now yeah. Wednesday. Right. And He's already been yes. seen sure out and about dark. not giving a shit. <laughs> oh. Good for him. That's yeah. Good. Um, I guess I'll start with that. I I liked his response to it of saying, like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it really hurts. I will say that Mike, I have endless questions for the behind the scenes of how this mm-hmm. all went down. And who was writing for him or what? Well, I, I have some answers in that way that I'm not going to exactly share. But uh, what I will share is that I desperately want to know, did he go to the after uh-huh. party? Oh. What was it like backstage after the monologue throughout the show, after he threw the writers under the bus? Was there? Did the writers come up to him? Like They probably did because writers are professional and they have to like... They, as soon as you come on stage, they flank you and go, okay, here's the next bit, what we're going to do. And they go over everything after he's just oh. thrown them under the bus. I think that would be an amazing thing to hear about. Um, and I also want to know if he was able to sleep that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he got any sleep, how much was it when he woke up in the morning and woke <laughs> up and opened his eyes? Was, did he cry? Was there anyone there to support him emotionally? Like what was his self care in being bludgeoned by at, at every angle for literally everything he yeah. said. Yeah. Um, there was no, there was no even point of like, I mean, there was a little bit of like, well, he just got this gig and, um, and this is a stuffy room. Some people came to his defense, but I think by and large, it was a onslaught of negativity that I don't know that I would have been able to handle. Brian, anything to say about those points? That sucks. I mean, I, I, you don't get credit. It sucks that you don't get credit for the effort or the amount of time that you had to put in any effort to do something. No. People just look at the final product and they judge it regardless of whether it took you one day to do or it took you one year to do. It's like when I write a script, if I submit a script to somebody, sometimes it takes me two weeks to write a script. Sometimes I'm working on a script for six to eight months. The person reading the script doesn't know or care about how they're mm. just reading a script and they're going to judge it next to another script that maybe someone worked 10 years on. And so it's the same with a monologue. Yes. It's like, it doesn't matter how long it took. It just is what it is and it's being presented. And I, I feel bad as a comedian for Joe Coy because I think the audience was not fair to him just as fellow performers. The audience was filled yes. with fellow performers who were watching this guy Great try his point. best and didn't give him fucking anything. Just give this guy a break. They seemed so uptight. 
They were seen better than well, they wanted to be. Yeah. They wanted to judge him and, and look down because on him because they all think yeah. they're better than him. Michael Ugh. Chase said it so great, perfectly. He said, "No one in Hollywood respects comedians. They haven't been up for Oscars. There's no Oscar for best comedy. That like." Hollywood doesn't respect comedians. They looked at him as less than. And by the way, here's the other problem is not only that are these smug people who are also self-important and have been told for, you know, and it's now award season. They're all nominated. They think they're the most important people on the planet. They're a gift to society that they have done some role that they didn't write that they just were good at because they have, they looked the right part. They had the right genes. Like, I'm sorry, but Kiernan, (laughs) Kiernan Culkin Amazing as uh, Roman, as my favorite character. Right. Uh, uh, one of my favorite characters on my favorite TV show of all time, Succession. He is Roman. Yeah. There, there's no acting. Mm-hmm. Right. He gets up and gives How a speech and him. it is Roman. Yeah. Uh, it's ta- there's obviously talent in what he does. Like right. he brings other things to that character, but it's not. It's, I've been saying this forever. Acting is not that big of a deal. I don't think any of it. I don't even think being a comic is that big of a deal. It's all, we're, we're, we're not saving no. the world. Uh, but these these events make it seem as as though we are. It's this is, it. So it's it's also just we all know this. It's just pomp and you bullshit. really do get an insight but into will... how someone is treated uh, on the red carpet too, because you see, like I was watching an interview with Timothy Chalamet who was coming out, and the interviewer was just sucking his dick for five minutes, just saying like, "You have the best fashion. Ugh. What are you wearing right now?" Did he get Kylie's? Permission? Yeah, and then Kylie came out and said, "Excuse <laughs> me." Um, no, but uh, you can. Can you just imagine? 24 7 your entire life you're just getting your dick sucked left and right by every single person that comes from the valet to your friends to your family just you could not be a normal person these people should not be normal they should be smug assholes like they are there is no other way in which they would turn out we would all be this way i think there's varying degrees i mean i don't i don't know that if i would have been just actors are already so self-important because they're not, not usually that creative of people. They are within what they work, you know, for what they do, they're creative, but they're not writing stuff. They're just kind of dull. Like I just saw an interview with this actor who everyone is just fucking jizzing over. Mm-hmm. Not going to say who it was, but I'm, he's I'm good checking so not interesting. The interviewer is carrying the whole interview. It was like, could you say one funny thing? One thing that makes you have any Riz Charisma That's the new word Right I've heard that And it was like No he's just hot And he's good in this role We like his character Well you know how I'm sorry I keep interrupting your point You know how You know how uh, Boring Think about the hottest person In your school Or the hottest person you know How boring are they And now You take that hot person And you make them A movie star That's constantly Like those people are Those hot people That you thought were boring From your high school They're the Mm, same hot Yes, it's 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 so tr- the only person I mean, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, stole the show. I would love her to host next year. Did yeah, you see she, when the, the camera shots that. on her? No. So they were mm-hmm. announcing, you know, they're like up for best actress for a comedy movie or whatever. And they're, you know, Jennifer Lawrence for no hard feelings. And the c- camera goes to her and she just mouths. She mouths it. We don't see her saying she goes, if I don't win, I'm leaving. <laughs> and it's just this perfect delivery. I mean, she's hilarious yeah. already. Yeah. She's had so many moments caught on camera where she's just candidly so funny. And this was obviously a planned moment with her personally, not right. within the show. But that was the greatest yeah. Yeah. comedy That's moment cute. of the show. Um, I didn't see the whole show, but I want to say that you're right about 
no one in the room respected him. It was so, it was dog shit what they did to him. They gave him nothing. As soon as, as soon as they all looked at Taylor Swift and she wasn't laughing along, no one was going to laugh. As soon as they see one person offended, everyone's Mm -hmm. offended. It's like when you make a joke at a comedy club and you make a joke about black people and everyone looks to the table of black people. Are they laughing? And, uh, you know, and then the comedian says, everyone's looking at the table of black people. It's like that happened, but it's like the, I would say the litmus for that room was probably Taylor Swift. Everyone was kind of, what is she going to laugh at? And that dictates what Mm -hmm. we can laugh at. But what Joe Coy did not do, which I think Mike Lawrence had this point in a tweet I posted or in an Instagram post I posted yesterday. Mike Lawrence is a writer and um, he actually wrote one of the best jokes I ever did for the roast, <gasps> which I um, he last minute came into my trailer and was like, no one will do this joke. And it was the one with um, Ann Coulter <gasps> about where I said um, the the old. The only man who will be happy is the Mexican who digs your yes. grave. <laughs> like it was that. something about I forget what it was, but I didn't I didn't like the joke because it did. Why did it have to be a Mexican digging her grave? Yeah. I just thought that was inherently racist. But right. it's one of the jokes that's quoted back to me the most. And Mike Lawrence wrote that joke, and it's a great joke. But um, he said uh, yesterday on Instagram, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something of like the, he gave no Joe Coy gave no context. For the situation, mm. he didn't. He didn't let us know who he was. He didn't know. Let us know what he was doing. Yeah, who knew who it he was? It was just all. No one did. But but here's here's what I will That's say. I had a similar thing happen to me this weekend. I was presenting at the um, Creative Arts Emmys, and when you get booked on the gig, you get a sense of confidence in yourself, almost like what we're talking about, where you think because these people have booked me, clearly I'm well known. You know, like you almost get a sense that like everyone must know. And I obviously don't think that way. I think my listeners know I don't think I'm hot shit. But there's little moments where you just you I just must don't be think. worthy. Yeah, I, I didn't even think it wasn't like yeah. I was thinking I I was or wasn't. I just went with what I assumed, which is like I got the gig, therefore. People will know who Nikki Glaser is. This is an right. industry function. Right. And I went out and I didn't contextualize my position in the mm-hmm. show. What I would have done differently in hindsight, which Brian and I talked about this joke prior and and we just didn't nail it. So I kind of had my own little bomb moment this week. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was a bomb, but it was like no one would be like, wow, she killed it. But I'm so grateful it happened on a smaller screen because I I learned my lesson. I will never ever do what I did this weekend again, which is not give myself enough time to work on it. And I also learned that no matter what, how big you think you are or how much you think everyone knows, you always contextualize. Mm-hmm. So jokes need context. What, what what award am I presenting? Don't don't think the audience is going to remember. And next up for Outstanding Comedy Special, here's podcaster Nikki Glazer. First of all, don't introduce me as a podcaster. Weird. No one knows. Oh, no. That doesn't yeah. say comedian to yeah. anyone. You need to contextualize. She's going to be funny. Also, anybody can Because I'm podcast. looking gorgeous in this beautiful dress. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't mean funny. This person yeah. started a podcast. Right. So, <laughs> you know, just like. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 well, let me tell you how that happened. Because they asked me, my man- manager wrote me and said, do you want them to, um, how do you want to be. Introduced. Not introduced. It was like, uh, for, maybe he said introduced, but how I took it was like what my Chiron mm. would say. And I was like, oh, put Nikki Glaser podcast. Let's get a. How do you want to be remembered? On the Chiron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. 
But I would not have chosen to be introduced to this whole crowd as the host of the Nikki Glaser podcast. That means <laughs> right. literally nothing to them in terms of context. It should have been comedian yes, Nikki Glaser. That's credit. it. So right. I walk out. That's pretty funny. And there is a huge long ramp to walk down in my my heels. I can't walk. So Aww. from the time they say the category and my name, there's another seven seconds, which is eternity uh-huh. in TV oh, of clapping for me to get to the microphone. And I just started without any context. I didn't say the name of the award again. I didn't say I'm a, I didn't say something like it feels good to present this award because I'm a comedian, like something right. to be like, hi, I know you don't know who I am. And if you do, great. But let's assume you don't. So th- that's stuff I learned. But um, I really was able to recover from it. I, it first. It stung to not do as great as you want to do. But I'm kind of used to doing these award shows and the audiences are just never good. And I, I don't right. care. It's it's. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm used to things working on TV at home, but I don't even know that this would work on, at home is my problem. But in the room, it just didn't I didn't kill it. And um, and it felt awful when I walked off stage. I was like, I just want to leave. I don't want to go to the after party. Like I had all those thoughts that I'm at, thinking Aww. about for Joe Coy, but it wasn't live on TV with everyone tweeting, this is going to be on FXX this Saturday at like 11 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. Like no one's going to see it. And if they do, please tweet that I bombed. I don't care. Um, because I learned my lesson. Like I, I stayed in this zone of like, why did I do that? Why did, oh, I could have worked harder. I had the script before I decided to start working on it. Why did, like I could have gone about all these regrets, but instead I was just like, there was no world in which I was going to do any mm-hmm. of that. I didn't do it. It didn't happen next time I'll kill it. And the next time I would have fucked up too had I not had yeah. this happen. I'm glad that I learned a lesson. This is, you just got to learn lessons and that's okay. And I should have learned this one. I wish I would have thought more, but like you can't, you can't help yourself if you don't think of something. Oh gosh. You know, when you go, I totally didn't even think of that. Like right. sometimes dad gets mad at you because you can't remember something. Julie, wh- we went there Always. last week and I go, why are you <laughs> mad at her for, do you think she chose to forget that? I don't even know how you do that. I don't even know how that's possible. She doesn't mean to forget it. Will you mm-hmm. ease up? But it's like, it's weird to be mad at yourself about something that you couldn't have changed. Right. And literally you can't change anything because there's no free will. But um, I think that Joe Coy should have con- con- contextualized it. I'm not going to let him off the hook though, is my no, thing. No, because he did a cardinal sin also. I mean, as oh, bad as you're bombing, please. you can't start telling the audience you're bombing. Don't ever do that. Don't be like, I'm bombing, ever, everybody. Oh, and, yeah. and then, obviously, don't throw your writers under the bus. And he said, well, guess sorry. who does that? Who? You know, all the late night talk shows, like Seth Meyers will say, well, I didn't write that joke. Or he'll, he'll throw that out I a lot. I don't think they'll say I didn't write that joke. They'll go, well, that one's a clunker. And it's inferred that maybe... No, he'll say, so-and-so wrote that Here's the Mm -hmm. the difference. The context of a late-night show is that there are writers. And those writers are constantly churning out stuff. There is not a... Most people think Joe Coy wrote this himself. And that is the way it's supposed to be presented, and you're not supposed to break that fourth wall. You can, but... And I understand what made him do it. I get it. I don't know that I would have done differently in his position. I wouldn't have because Joe Coy is Joe Coy. And if I were Joe Coy, I would have done the same thing. But my point is, I saw that as not as extreme, but a Kramer type moment of you're bombing. You don't know what to do. There is a surge of anger when you are bombing. And also when you're bombing and you're like, fuck you guys. I've done it. He had a fuck you in him because they they were were pieces of shit. Not giving... Because yeah. when he, the first joke that bombed, he, he, they could have been nicer. It wasn't like he was doing really bad yet, yeah. you know? Um, 
my tits falling out. My, thanks, mom. You can just say. I'm just, uh, mom, I just want you to see my boob. And I, as long as you're comfortable once again, with it. I'm not comfortable just came with that. that. Check out the YouTube, guys. Go to the YouTube. Um, but uh, I, I could see myself when I'm bombing. Like, there's this, I can't describe it. You've had it before. You know when you just get, like, a rage? Yeah. Like, just an like angry I'm rage. Like, screwing up? No, it's like, it's almost, it's like a J- the Dane Cook joke where you trip on something and you get mad and like, who left that thing out? But it's like, you're, you're just flailing. Right. It's a desperate yes. and so flailing, he had a rage yeah. at the audience. It's, it's a survival a flailing technique. And you are, tr- absolutely, yeah. to blame anything yeah. else, to blame, uh, and dad is really good at this. And I've, I've almost, I get it from dad. Poor like, AJ. No, 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 dad. He said, what are you guys going to talk about? I said, probably you. I know. I love that you said that. I was like, whoa, she's not holding back. Um, just don't listen. Uh, yeah. Just don't listen. Yeah. Just kidding. But um, no, I mean, in our family, we're quick to go like, well, I would have done that, but you didn't do this. But you didn't do this. But like, it's always worth, it's not my fault. Why could I have done better if something else would have been go- right. going? Which is true a lot of times. I mean, he could blame his writers. He didn't have to leave his big shoes laying there. Mm-hmm. Yes. In my pathway. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it isn't their fault. The writers, I don't care how bad these writers were. If they were bad, I don't think they were. But if they were, I think, what I think happened is that he chose bad jokes. Well, I listened every, to it today. I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. The boobies <laughs> joke. That was bad. The Barbie that was joke one of the was, worst jokes I've ever. It was heard really bad in but, my life. So it so it bombed. But so, I know where that joke came from. I know I I don't think it was. I think a woman could have even written that joke. I yeah. don't think that was. It was a sexist joke. It was dumb. But it wasn't like I'm not mad about it. Like why why would they say Oppenheimer's based on this novel and and Barbie's just based on a doll with boobies? I'm mad that it's bad. You know, it's not it's not about you know it's when Jerry Seinfeld says. I'm not mad about that he's pretending he's Jewish. I'm not offended as a Jewish person. I'm offended yeah. as a comedian. I'm offended as a comedian that that joke got through because it's bad. And boobies is the worst word. And I get, I think yeah, boobies it, was originally written in the joke to be funny, to be like boobies. Like it's, it's right. Try, it, it is being used not because that was just the word that they wanted for breasts. It's being used comedically. It was supposed to infantilize that portion of the joke. Like, this is about Oppenheimer, 471-page book. And this is about a doll with boobies. But he didn't deliver it right, right. to be, like, as Maybe. silly as yeah. it was supposed to be. Do you agree, Brian, that boobies was, even though that's the worst word I've ever heard used in a joke, it was used as a comedic yeah. word. They chose that well, on purpose. Well, yeah, I think they chose it because they thought that would be the funniest word to say there. Um, but... In terms mm-hmm. of just like picking the wrong jokes or it, it, it all doesn't matter. I think if he just went up there, recognized internally that he was bombing and then just delivered his jokes with a smile on his face and walked off the stage, probably no one would be talking about this except for the Taylor Swift moment. No. It would just be the no Taylor Swift be moment because everyone it. talks about whenever you reference Taylor Swift, even if she's not there, there's going to be articles about it. But besides that joke, if he just yep. this happens in LA constantly. When you're for me anyway, for if you're if you're not a famous comedian uh, where everybody knows who you are, if you're just doing shows in LA where there's industry in the audience, it happens constantly where you just go up there and do your material to silence. And I learned early yes. on in, in moving to LA. When that happens, you can't do what you used to do in New York and yell at the audience and be like, what the fuck's happening, you guys? In New York, that works. In New York, if you yell at the audience and try to get in on 
they'll start laughing. They'll be like, oh, okay, this guy can roll with us. In LA, it's the exact opposite. The more you yell at them, the quieter they get. They get so quiet, it's like quieter than before they were even <laughs> in the room. That's how quiet they get. Wow. It's like John Krasinski yes. directed it. So you it. just stand up there and you deliver your act like he like, like you're on quiet. camera, on television, and they don't exist. I wrote for Joe Cole. And you get off stage, yeah. and then what happens is the craziest thing. You get off stage, and someone will come up to you and go, that was fucking awesome. You were really funny. And I was like, you didn't laugh one time the entire show. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> you are what you tell people yeah. you are. Hollywood's such bullshit. If you act as if they fall for it, it's it's as soon as he said, man, I, th these jokes aren't going. As soon as he acknowledged that he was not doing well, the wolves. it was over because yeah. people then knew then yeah. they knew. I'm even nervous about saying that I didn't do well no, at the Creative Arts Emmys because I don't think you would I don't think you would fucking notice if I didn't say that. But now you're gonna watch yeah. it with this lens. This is what I talk about with with when you watch YouTube videos and the comment mm. pops up telling you how yeah. to feel about it. Oh. It does change how you perceive things. Yeah. So if he wouldn't have commented on it, we wouldn't know. But I would know. Oh my god, I would know because I'm a comedian. But I don't think most people would have this reaction. I do want to talk about the Taylor Swift mm -hmm. joke. I didn't even hear that one. I'll tell you about it. Okay. Yeah. I can we'll, play we'll talk you. about that when we get back. Oh, yeah. That's great. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? 
Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. All right, we're back. Okay, can you cue up the Taylor Swift joke? So, Mom, Joe Coy is, he's already done the monologue. And then, oh, I just want to say one thing while she's queuing this up. One of my favorite parts of the Golden Globes was at the very end. I just like these human moments where people's like, the real thing shows through. Joe Coy is saying goodnight. And he's like, goodnight, everyone. Get home safe, whatever. And then, um, and then the camera just stays on him too long. And he just, (laughs) just drop his face drops. You know, like you're getting off a Zoom call before you press. You think you're off. Yes. And you can just see him walk off stage like Aww. with a, a, a face. That, there was a moment of Aww. that. And I really felt for him because we, yeah. I had the same thing happen to me the other night when I was not, my first joke didn't do well. My second joke didn't do well. And Brian, my, uh, my spirit left my body. <laughs> it was hovering above me. It was in the room and it was like, I, I was just reading the prompter at that point because I'm like, you are bombing in front of John Mulaney, who you're about to present an award to. Oh. Like, he is your favorite comedian. He's also like a peer. Like, this is Olivia Munn sitting there. It's a room of like every um, crew person I've ever worked on any show with yeah. in my life. But after the show, I will say everyone was like, you were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And like, then, oh. no and if you one just knew back that up, because back I didn't up. act like I bombed. Yeah, because you didn't. Be like, yes, yeah, you didn't I act was like hilarious. you bombed. Well, John said I was funny and I go, John. And then what did he do? Like we got off stage, he was like, "You were great." I go, "That was horrible." I was like, "That was Aww. not and my what, best." What did he say to that? And I was like, "But you, I can't." He didn't say anything. Uh, it it was fine. You're not really not gonna notice. And there, it, it it the jokes are funny. The audience just didn't like them. And then I think I lost. Um, like even I, I just had like you have that moment of like, oh no, mm-hmm. I'm bombing. It's Here's a horrible the feeling, everyone. Aww. It's a bad on feeling, TV. But- people are gonna watch that. It's gonna be sweetened. No one would notice if you didn't mention it. No one would even remember it. But here's right. the secret. In the room, just remember this. You are by definition in a room full of narcissists who do not give a shit about anyone else and what anyone's doing except themselves. So it's like true. doubly true as a regular audience to them that they do right. not give a shit. It was... It, the, the, I will say that the creative arts Emmys, it's mostly like behind the scenes people it's editors it's sound technicians mm-hmm. it's That's producers true. it's directors it's um and it was unscripted so i was asking because i was thinking maybe of referencing some big names in the room during my thing so i go i wrote to the woman who was uh my writer i said um uh who who are some big names that are going to be there and she was like well cast of selling sunset mm-hmm. uh vanderpump <laughs> everyone from vanderpump and she goes um and don't tell anyone this but uh jeff Probst. Oh. But he's leaving before you okay. even go up. So I don't think you're going to get a chance to see him. And I was like, what are we talking about? Jeff Probst. Oh, Jeff Probst did open the show. He's of a smaller man than mm. I thought he would be. Oh. He was looked like he, was, he should be tiny. on top of a wedding cake. He was a yeah. tiny man. He looks tiny. Chris anyway. and I were both like, what? We were front row. And we were like, he is little, little. Um, and uh, he was the size of a, I, these, those tiki torches must be very tiny. He must have the, a tinier version because he doesn't look, it would be tower. A regular one would be towering yeah, over this man. You, 
You know that they the creative team made those small yes. for him. Well, there was one there's one part of my favorite movie, Pop Star, where we watched it the other night. Yeah. Remember, they're going through his list of people working for him, and he has a perspective man, and they're like, "What's that?" And it's like, "That's a man that stands, that's shorter guy that stands next to him in photos so that he looks taller." Oh, a pr- perspective shifter or something like that. Um, okay, so the yeah, Taylor Swift moment. Okay. Joe Coy. I can't. I haven't watched this yet. I haven't oh. heard it or seen it. I've just seen pictures. I can't. I can't. There's hear a it. moment in this clip that he can't help, but I think it's the funniest moment. Oh, it's the best part, Brian. I actually did hear it, and I laughed so hard. Okay, let's listen, everyone. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear, it's just more to go oh, to. Take it. Okay. Sorry about that. No laugh and takes a okay, sip I, I, of I had to close my eyes. I had to close my eyes. Why? Why do because, you have to close your eyes? Because I don't like her reaction. Now, why did she even react to that? It's not that terrible. No. Agreed. But I don't think. The fact that he said camera. <laughs> like, I've done that before because you're reading a prompter and you don't oh, know what's next. And so you yeah. think it's a different word. And so you're like camaraderie. And you're like camera. Really oh. And so that's what happened. That's what made the joke bomb. If yeah. he would he didn't have, deliver the it. joke's not good to begin with. That is no shade. I've written a thousand yeah. horrible jokes in my life. Uh, uh, even when I'm trying my best, it's no shade. I really don't mean anything by that. It's not a good joke. Yeah. But I will say it is a good joke for Taylor Swift because there it is victimless. Mm-hmm. It is not mean to her. Right. It is not saying anything mean about her, right. even slightly. So, so the idea the that she deal? could be offended by this offends me. Oh, I see. As yeah. a Swifty. So you don't want to look at her and see her react. I she didn't really react. She just I took gotta a sip of her drink. I got to believe, and I choose to believe, that Taylor Swift just didn't know it was about her. Oh. Or di- heard her name, didn't understand, maybe just assumed it was offensive That's when it wasn't. I think. But there is no way she was actually offended by that. And if she was, we have a problem. I don't think she even reacted. She just took well, a drink of her drink. Here's what Chris thinks, and I think it's a good idea. Chris thinks that she had planned. She she's Taylor Swift and she's at the Golden Globes. There's a camera in her face. She knows there's going to be a joke made about her. She probably thought it would be a better joke, a little more scathing of a joke. And she had planned to have this perfect sip response because right. that is a great response to a shitty joke about you. Yeah, to a joke that's making fun of all the men you've dated, making fun of the fact that um you're what uh, what could what else could you make fun of? I don't even know. They usually just come after her for she writes songs mm-hmm. about her exes. Right. So that's a perfect sip of like mm-hmm. So I think. Chris thinks she just planned to do that no matter what. Yeah. That was going to be her move when a joke was made about her. Yeah. But I think that she was, I definitely don't think she was offended. And if she is acting yeah. offended, someone needs to tell, someone in her camp needs think, to have a conversation about this. I don't think she's, and be like, she was offended. You don't think so? No. I think she was just taking but a sip of she, her, just like Chris said. She was going to do that regardless. Because if you're Taylor Swift, though, and you accidentally made it look like you're offended, do you double down and go, hey, I want to say I wasn't offended. I just planned to sip and the sip was at the wrong place. Or do you double down and just act like you were offended so that you don't look like you did like later on? I think she's getting a lot of press. Yeah. Like he's getting he's getting so much heat for this. This this Uh, jab. She's so above this. He skewered her. (laughs) So why would, if I were Taylor Swift, which I'm not, and also she's way busy and probably doesn't give a fuck. I'm just looking for her to say, Joe Coy, it's all good. Like I yeah. didn't, re- I didn't even understand I the joke. Even it was a miscommunication. Knows that this is aware. happening. She's a hundred percent aware. Oh, yeah. this is huge. This is a, really yes. She knows. She. I think. I think she knows. I. I hope to God she's not offended by that joke because 
Yeah. As much as I love her and as much as I never want anything mean to be said about her, you, you, there's no one who's exempt from having a joke written about them. You aren't yeah. Muhammad who people can't draw or whatever. <laughs> like this isn't like you aren't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only thing that I can think of. Like we don't make jokes about it Pinkett. because we're all scared or yeah. <laughs> Jada or, Pinkett but even is that the Muhammad. now is, yeah. for, is fodder I again. I think that my the theory is that she didn't even hear the joke and because her name's not mentioned Agreed. until the last yeah. word. She probably wasn't even listening to Joe, just like yeah. the rest of the audience wasn't. Why would she be? She's sitting there chatting with <laughs> Selena Gomez or whoever was next to her. And then she just yes, hears right. yes. Taylor Swift and she takes a sip. I bet you she was expecting a joke to come yeah. after that. Yeah. I, honestly, Joe Coy's up there it, going, yeah. if you call listen to the joke because call, he. Call. And then she hears Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it's like, oh. what? As, She's like, oh, oh, this is about me. I have said jokes. I have butchered <laughs> jokes because I'm reading them from a prompter and I forget what they are and I forget the inflection and you're just kind of reading the next word a million times. Yeah. But that joke, he, it was not already good and it was completely butchered. The, t the audience didn't, you're supposed to talk and joke. Like that joke is like, well, this is a little bit different than the NFL because the NFL has less, or the NFL has more camera shots or the only difference between us and the NFL is that the Golden Globes have less camera shots of Taylor Swift. That's how you deliver that joke. It's like, but he was like, but the less camera shots of Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, like it was God. just like, he blew it. it didn't have a rhythm. He but, blew the bad joke anyway. But blew I've it. done We've it a million done it. times, especially yeah. on live God. TV when, you, when you're already yeah. like having to, you know, uh, blot off your flop sweat from the monologue you just did. Like this is mid show he's doing this joke. So he is like probably filled with anxiety yeah at this moment yeah. and, and not this. even thinking about what he's yeah. saying yeah and um yeah but I, it's it's Joe just Coy is a very successful comedian so it's punching up uh i i have bombed much worse than him and i'm not successful and have no fans at all so i i feel like making fun of joe Coy <laughs> for saying camera is in my wheelhouse because he'll it's recover so funny. he's fine and it's going to take a month. Yes. Yeah. He'll, probably keep, he'll say that all the time. He'll, he'll use that reference. I don't think he will because no one's talking about the <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> notice it. Not We're about the about only ones. I want to go back. Oh, the listen. only ones. Let's listen one more time. Okay. Yeah. Everyone listen for Kara. <laughs> As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes... We have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wait, can, can you keep yeah, playing it? I want to hear what the audience's reaction was before Taylor reacted. We have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. See, there is a laugh. To. I mean, even there the audience itself actually did laugh at the joke normal. And then they saw Taylor and then they're like, oh, we got to shut up now. Yeah, and she probably didn't even. And she get was it. just she was thinking like, about. Uh, I, I don't think she was listening. Brian. There's not I'm enough. With Brian on I don't this. think there's only yeah. lettuce either. in my salad. There's no like tomatoes. They were just coming right. They were just coming right back from commercial. They probably didn't even know it was live again. Like it's That's all very confusing context, in those rooms. Okay, that in an award show, especially the Creative Arts Emmys, or like you know how the uh, what's the other one where everyone gets drunk at? What's that one called? Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. That's the one we just um, had. It's not like yeah. everyone's sitting really? there as a perfect audience member waiting for the comedian to do their monologue. It's like kind of no, like no, undersold no, and confusing. And the whole thing takes four fucking hours. And most of the time, you're just hoping to talk to the person at your table. 
The person on stage is like yes. not even of consequence. No, no one's listening. No, no, it's really, it becomes very tedious. It wears off very quickly. But yeah, everyone's just trying to get a selfie where they're, they're trying to take selfies with the person next to them, but they're trying to get Taylor Swift in the background of it. That's what I think (laughs) is main, the main goal. Talk about cameras. In that room. (laughs) Cameras. Cameras. (laughs) Um, Final thought. Um, Big announcement. Noah is pregnant. Yes. Cat's out of the bag. I hope you... I hope everyone Cats stayed for the, the final bag. thought. Noah has Babies been pregnant. We have been hiding it. How we, pregnant are you now? We've been hiding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been doing a great job of hiding it. Um, I, at this point, I'm 24 weeks out of wow. 40. What does that Because they don't, okay, Four it's months? like five months. Four and a half months? Five. I'm in my fifth. Oh, oh five months. I'm in my God. fifth era. Oh. So you're in your fifth. Your fifth era? Is yes. Is that what you said? Mm. Fifth month okay. era. What is it? Um, so okay. exciting. So you're due when? Uh, end of April. Oh, oh April, my baby. God. You're God, about that feels to be like a mother. That right is away. so yeah. soon. I know. Yeah. Um, what is what is your f- feeling like? Do you? Oh, this is the thing I wanted to ask you about because you mentioned it on girls chat. When you tell men you're pregnant, <gasps> they get like horny. They they just what? buckle at the knees. I love it. I don't know what it is. Oh, what is this? They love what, it. Like, where have you experienced this? Like, who finds out and like has had this kind of response? I want to know everything. So women are also very supportive and like everyone's like super excited and happy to hear about it. And I guess like most of my social interactions of the day are at my jujitsu school. And yeah, when you tell men that you're pregnant, I don't know what takes over them, but something happens. They just get like weak in the knees and they're so excited and happy and start asking you all these questions. And I'm just like, whoa. It's- <laughs> Wait, is there a horniness to it no, though? Like, I, I think that's what I, I think, inferred. No, I think it's not? like, it's innocent. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like, wow, they're taking such an interest in me. And it's, and I don't feel, is it because they know that you've had sex and they're thinking about sex kind of, <laughs> and they're coming, thinking no. of like a man coming in you and they're just like kind of fired up. I from get, that? I think that's subconscious. I always want to run away when I start feeling that a dude is like sexually attracted to me. I think I, I, I really relate to you in that way, but I didn't feel any of that. It was just kind of like, Oh, wow, they're so like impressed with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an impressive accomplishment. And then, well, and then when I tell it's, them that I'm 40, then it's like, oh, whoa. Oh, then oh, people love wow. it. You know who loves that? Women. Mm, yeah. Women they want to hear all that. We do, yes. we, our whole girls' chat is just sharing old women who are pregnant. <laughs> well, not, yeah, not that you're old, like, but women, like, we just love it. Everyone yeah, loves a woman over 40. You know who who's doesn't love it, though? Great news. It gives us you know time. Who doesn't what? love it? Who? Doctors. The medical industry because I yes. like I wish I had a brain Geriatric. to write comedy because there's so much comedy in what I've gone through the process like first of all just because I'm 40 I'm high risk there's like all this like language uh, like negative language around it anxiety inducing language don't they call then, it a geriatric have, pregnancy okay so I took I think they changed I, no that. I had mm-hmm. so at, really? at a certain point you you draw blood to take a genetics test and in the form that I filled out, I had to check off the boxes that said uh, first trimester geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. And I Jesus. told the nurse, I was like, geriatric? Really? Yeah, yeah that's, wow. that's yeah. what they call no, they're it. they're changing uh, it. I think over like 37 or something. They're I think they are changing it pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, old bitch. <laughs> and then if you want to take maternity leave and- They're changing it to- And ugh. you go through that whole what? process. It's not called- 
Well, you just cut out. Noah, we can't hear you. Can't hear. You're gone. Nope. Brian, uh, can I you can hear? hear you. I can't hear Noah, though. Man, this was her time yeah. to shine. This was Noah's big oh. moment. This is the pregnancy announcement. This is what we do to I mothers. Know, you know, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know I, this what? This is, how this it's is gonna big start pharma. For me. I just, this is the medical community. She was about to talk about the medical community, and it's oh, they shut her was. down. Yeah, who's stepping in? Yeah, this someone should get research this. There's something going on here. Yeah, she was about. So what I can infer is that I mean I would guess we'll just have to hear about it on the next episode. But yeah, I'm very excited for my pregnancy. So friend, exciting! Noah. It is. Oh so my exciting. gosh! I just want to. No, though I want you. We really can't hear you. I want to know more. Well, things. Arizona baby coming. Mm. I don't know Very what's going uh, I don't Good know why to her mic's mattresses. not working, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I will just say because Noah can't speak from my perspective, if I was five months pregnant, this is when I would start going like, I have to push this thing mm-hmm. out. Like I can't even believe. Do not w- even talk about that. But it has Why? to happen. I know that it's worth not worth. You don't think about that until you do it. I know that's what I've learned from pregnant women. I'm just like, yeah. Wait, have you started thinking about like your vagina hole opening that much? And they're just like, no. Like Lauren never even <laughs> gives it much thought. But I would be, I would just be scared of the oh, pain, yeah. um, all that stuff. Um, well, I would, she's Noah's much stronger. But I would than also you are. look around and be like, every single person <laughs> that's ever been born has had a woman on the other side of this that has well, done this. So for every person, there's a person that's been pregnant. Yeah, yeah but that's painful yeah. in its own way too because you oh, don't get to say yeah. you pushed it out and women don't respect you as much or something. I think that's just what I've gleaned mm. is that when people say I had a C-section, women that had natural birth them. go like, well, not as Re- good as me. Recovery's tough. Oh yeah, you're, you've just been split, like cut yeah. open and then now you have a yeah. newborn oh also God. and you're just back out in the streets no. right away. You just... It's not a good way to go. If you well, can avoid it, it's a you curse. Do that. That's so in the yeah. Bible. You were cursed with painful childbirth because you betrayed Adam in the Garden of Eden. What? Uh, yeah, really? Right. No wonder. The I women that see, book. saw well, an apple. I said, this is an apple thing, actually. I realized the, the woman saw an oh, apple. Yeah. The okay. snake said, You got to take the fruit from the tree. And the woman went, and Adam said, I'm not going to take it. I'm a smart, respectable man. And then Eden or uh, Eve was like, well, I'm a dumb woman, I guess. And then she grabbed the apple and then God said, I curse you with painful childbirth. That's what it says in the Bible. Oh, my God. I'm going to get banished from the Garden of Eden. I guess it's all true then. Oh, my God. (laughs) I guess it's true. I can't. Speaking of Jesus, I can't get in an Uber in this town without being proselytized. Oh, yeah, it's happening. Every single person that... What is it with Uber drivers and being a Christian and wanting to listen to Christian radio? Which I can understand maybe being a Christian, maybe. I cannot understand thinking that music is what you should be listening to. Yeah, Joy 97 or whatever it is. I mean, do we have to listen to that? I hired you as an Uber. Do I but have how to, awkward I, would it be? I, to I say request, yes because you, t- 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 you could request to turn off yeah. the music or to change it. But man, I'm sorry, oh, man. I, the other day I couldn't hold back. We this guy picked us up in an Uber, was driving us home, me and Chris, and he was talking about um, how oh I was talking about the name of my tour and how I wanted to call it the Depression Eras, and he's like, well, we're about to hit another depression, so that'll be <laughs> perfect. And I go, oh really? And he was like, yeah, you got like if I could if I were you, I'd put all your money in. This kind of gold, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and whatever it is, like he was telling us about not your theorem, but other things. 
And he was like, it's going to crash. Did you listen to this podcast yet? Did you listen to this? And we couldn't, both Chris and I could not glean what side of things he was on because he said the banks want the big, the big mean orange man out. We need to get the big, the banks want the orange man out. that means he's definitely a Trumper. And I go, and that's, I did not know that. that means. I didn't know that. So I was like, okay, well, this guy's kind of a cuckoo, but like, at least he's on maybe the right side of things. I can't really tell. But then he said something to the effect of, um, what did he say that gave it away? And he goes, oh, that's, you know, he just eventually said, that's why we got to get, we got to get Trump in. And I go, yeah. I go, I just want to be able to get an abortion though. You oh, know? shit. <laughs> Chris, oh, no. Chris just looked at me like, are you really yeah. doing this? And I go, and yeah. What I just, did he say? He said, listen, you don't need to get an abortion because there's the there's the the pill that you could the the morning after pill, and no Christians should have any problem with the morning after pill. And I go, well, how are um we were driving through a bad neighborhood? I go, how are women in this neighborhood supposed to afford the morning after pill on the chance they might get pregnant? by the guy that they maybe raped by last night when they don't have $50 to spare? Where is that? And he's like, well, we need to subsidize it. We need to have the morning after pill in schools. And I go, do you think that's going to happen at any point? Do you think, I go, you're, and then that's when, that's when I lost the thread. I couldn't really, this guy was actually kind of smarter than me. He was cuckoo Mm -hmm. smart. Uh He was like, you know, he's just, he was, he was a smart guy, but like, you know, there's lots of smart guys that want to vote for Trump for some reason. But he was ta- talking and t- to me in a way I couldn't understand. But then that's when Chris, because he reads up on the stuff, he fucking what did he took say? And Jeff he Dan. schooled this guy on, I can't even remember, but I was like so horny for it because he really went to bat for women with this guy Good. and why that doesn't work, how, why the morning after pill isn't going to be the right option, why teaching abstinence in schools and everything. And I can speak to those things, but he really, he, it, when we got out of the Uber, I was like, this guy, thinks that and he oh he also called himself a best-selling author mm. oh, um, and he pointed at a book that was about driving uber and and obviously proselytizing every like, uber driver is a secret so billionaire a- that's uh, that's what i've learned every uber driver owns 10 businesses ah. he's like yeah i just do this to, to meet people that's every uber driver says that <laughs> that is it's 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 in st louis though it's really bad i can't i don't i can't avoid it it's almost Chris is like you should just get a driver because this is too much. Like we we get talked to about Jesus every time. But when we got out, the Uber driver was like, and I didn't hate the guy. He was really a nice mm-hmm. person. Well, right. And um and I could just tell he thought I wasn't gonna tip him well. But you damn oh, right I yeah. did. Yeah. Twenty five percent, whatever the most was 30, 25. I just I did it and I. You got to check what he rated. What he like rated you. you. I don't know that I can. Can you, well, you tra- can check, check your what rating. certain people I rated mean, you as? I don't like to look at that. It's mm. not good. And I don't know why it's not good. I am always, I'd always tip well. I've never once not tipped well. I think maybe once I didn't give a tip, but I didn't um, because I was, felt my life was threatened. But oh. that was, I've never once tipped mm-hmm. uh, well, you're a target. Uber. So That's I should have, and I, and if I, the other day I spilled coffee in a guy's car, like just on the plastic part. Mm-hmm. And I told him about it. I said, I'm so sorry. I can go get some napkins. He was like, don't worry about it. So I always let someone know if I've stained mm-hmm. something. Right. If I eat food, I brush it off when I get out. I leave the car as immaculate as I left. Not because of my score, but because I respect the person. So I don't want to look at my score. It has nothing to do with how mm-hmm. I know I behave in Ubers. 
So she doesn't want to look at her score. I don't want to look at that thing. Yeah. The last time I looked, it yeah. wasn't good. Oh, people go what? And I go, I take thousands of Ubers. You take five, and you've been a yeah. good, you know, like that's you've been different. good mm-hmm. all five. Yes. All right, we got to wrap. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back tomorrow for more show with my mom right uh, after this. And don't be cut and um, come see me in Florida. Come see Brian in Florida next weekend. Uh, the I think 18th and 19th. 19th and, and 20th. Probably 19th and 20th. And 19th and 20th. Okay, thank you. Um, don't be good and listen to the tomorrow show. It'll be us in five minutes when we record it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.